eternal, righteous, and invisible Father in heaven. Thank you, Lord, for giving us an opportunity to study your word and to fellowship with you. Lord, please speak to us as we go through your word and help us that our hearts will be softened and subdued by the things that we hear. Dear Father, please help us indeed that you grant us of your spirit that we may be impressed deeply with your words. Soften our hearts, Lord. Take away our heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh. Help us, Father, that your word shall have an effect in our lives. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. The title of this devotion is The Remedy for the Hardened Heart. And the reason why we are going through this is in light of all that we have been studying, it's supposed to soften our hearts. What have we been studying? The last scenes of Christ's life. That's our recent devotions. Talking about what he has suffered on our behalf. And we're still going to look more into it as we go on. Talking about all these things. We ought to realize that we ought to be touched. But it's possible that as you have been going through it, you are not touched. Your heart is hardened. The remedy for the hardened heart. What is that remedy? What should we do as we hear these things and it's not affecting us? What is the solution? That's what we're going to talk about today. May God help us that our hearts should be softened, subdued, and as we contemplate Christ more and cut off our attention on earthly things, we shall have our hearts softened and appreciate Christ more and make the changes in our lives that need to be made. As we have been going through all the devotions on the last moments of Christ's life, it's very important that we ask ourselves what effect has this been having on us? Has it been enough for us to contemplate our lives? What we have been hearing, has it helped us? Has our hearts been softened? Have we felt the need for repentance? Have we felt that there needs to be a change? I trust that by the grace of God, we have been making the needed changes in our lives. The last few devotions have been talking to us about what Christ did for us on the cross. And if there's anything that ought to affect us the most, it is that what Christ did on the cross for us. Like we have been reading in Desire of Ages, page 83, paragraph 4. We are told it will be well for us to spend a thoughtful hour each day in contemplation of the life of Christ. We should take it point by point and let the imagination grasp each scene, especially the closing ones. As we thus dwell upon his great sacrifice for us, our confidence in him will be more constant, our love will be quickened, and we shall be more deeply imbued with his spirit. If we would be saved at last, we must learn the lesson of penitence and humiliation at the foot of the cross. End of quote. And this is what we've been going through. We've seen a lot on what Christ did for us. I hope that our confidence has been built. I hope that we have, as we have been going through these 
devotions, had our love for him quickened. And also, as we consider the sacrifice he made for us, I hope that we are being transformed into the same image. But I also know that this may not be the case for some of us. Some of us may be going through this and yet it's not affecting us. We see ourselves even after we have just gone through this devotion, the next thing, back into our bad habits, back into sin again. And you may ask yourself, what kind of heart is this that I have? What is wrong with me? Why do I keep behaving like this? What hope is there for me? What should I do about myself? Now, such thoughts can actually bring discouragement. Let us not be discouraged because the fact is, we have lived in a world of sin for a very long time. The devil has educated many of us in his own ways. And it will take time for these things to have an effect on us for some of us. And for others, we might be very sensitive to it and immediately respond to it. But in case you see yourself not responding as quickly as you should, well, we wish and pray that you would respond. I wish I pray I would respond. I know how hard it has been for me over the years to ask to see that this story of the death of Jesus has an effect. Because many times you hear about Jesus' death on the cross and everything he suffered and it doesn't move you. You are not touched by it. One reason is because we have seen so much of filthiness of, in the world. Self-sacrifice does not move us. We've watched so many movies about people making sacrifices for this person or that person. So when you hear Jesus' story, it doesn't touch you. The conscience seems insensitive to these things. But what I just want to encourage us with today is to make us understand that even though, even though this may be the case, do not be discouraged. Reading from Signs of the Times June 19, 1884, paragraph 3 down to paragraph 7. We are told, Satan may whisper, You are too great a sinner for Christ to save. But while you acknowledge that you are sinful and unworthy, meet the tempter with the cry, By virtue of the atonement, I claim Jesus as my Savior. I trust not to my own merits, but to the precious blood of Christ which cleanses me. This moment, I hang my, my helpless soul on him. Be not discouraged because your heart seems hard. Every obstacle, every internal foe only increases your need of Christ. He came to take away the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Look to him for grace to overcome your special faults to put away every darling sin. If we would permit our minds to dwell more upon Christ and the heavenly world, we should find a powerful stimulus and support in our warfare against sin. So let's stop here for a while. Though the heart is hard, it can be softened by dwelling more upon Christ and the heavenly world. How much have you dwelt upon Christ? How much have you dwelt upon the heavenly world? You may not have dwelt enough on it. So in case you are not responding to these messages and you see yourself feeling indifferent to it, and you, but yet you know you are supposed to respond, you want to, you wish you can, but you don't feel it, this is the solution. Dwell more upon Christ and the heavenly world. 
it will give you a powerful stimulus and support in your warfare against sin. When you think of what Jesus did for you, you will say to yourself, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against my Lord? When you contemplate more the sacrifice that Jesus made, it can touch your soul and make it softened. Continuing the reading, it says, By faith, we may look upon the crowns laid up for those who shall overcome. We may listen to the exultant song of the redeemed. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood. So here it is that we're saying now, apart from focusing on Christ, this is focusing on the heavenly world, dwelling more upon the heavenly world. It can give you a stimulus to respond. Continuing the reading, it says, Pride and love of the world will lose their power as we contemplate the infinite love of Christ and the glories of that better land so soon to be our home. Amen. An unyielding trust, a firm reliance upon Christ, will bring peace and joy to the soul. But let none imagine that without earnest effort on their part, they can retain the assurance of God's love. Amen. When the mind has been long permitted to dwell only on earthly things, it is a difficult matter to change the habits of thought. That which the eye sees and the ear hears too often attracts the attention and absorbs the interest. But if we would enter the city of God and look upon Jesus in his glory, we must become accustomed to beholding him with the eye of faith here. The words and character of Christ should be often the subject of our thoughts and our conversation, and each day some time should be especially devoted to prayerful meditation upon these sacred themes. Let none deceive themselves with the belief that God will accept and bless them while they are trampling upon one of his requirements. I'll come back to this one. Let me talk about what we just read now. It says here that to help ourselves, we must make earnest efforts. And what is the effort? That we must ensure that this assurance of God's love must be kept burning in our hearts by dwelling on heavenly things. If we allow our minds, we've been talking about the death of Jesus and all of that, it may have touched you. You may have felt, oh, Lord, you did all this for me and I want to make these changes and that change and that. Yes, but if you allow your mind to dwell on earthly things, it will become difficult. And it has happened to us. Let's not even talk about now. Before we even started studying about God and all of that, what has been our life? Many of us have dwelt on secular music, movies, sports. Our minds have been filled with earthly things, education and certifications and all of that earthly things all over so it is a difficult matter now for us to change the habits of our thoughts you wake up in the morning the first thing you are thinking of is the football match you wake up in the morning the first thing you are thinking of is something sensual one thing you've done with one lady or one guy and all of that and then all your thoughts are in that direction you discuss with your friends what are you discussing you're still discussing dress you're discussing fashion you're discussing the celebrities you're discussing everything but christ everything but holiness this habit will make it difficult for us it has made it let me not say will make it this is the life of many people both those who call themselves christians that is our lifestyle from childhood and that is why our heart is hardened but we are told don't be discouraged 
because your heart seems hard. That's the message. It may take time because we have been dwelling on earthly things all our life so that when we hear of Jesus and his death on the cross, we are not touched, we are not moved by it. But there is a solution, there is a remedy, the remedy for the hardened heart. What is it? Dwell more on Christ. Speak more, converse more on his words, converse more on heavenly things. Be very intentional about it. Discuss these things with people around you guided by the Holy Spirit. What should happen to us? You see, it says that that which the eye sees and hears too often attracts the attention and absorbs the interest. So let us make our eyes to see and hear the right things. It will attract our interest and absorb our attention. So what should we do? Look upon Jesus in his glory and get accustomed to beholding him with the eye of faith here. That's the solution for the hardened heart. Don't deceive yourself saying, I love Jesus, I love Jesus, whereas you, are, you don't actually love him because your heart is hard. Pray to God, Lord, shed your love abroad in my heart. I know that I, I've heard about you, but I'm not moved. I don't love you like I should. I may love you, but I love my sports more than I love you. I love fashion more than I love you. I love the things of this world in general more than I love you. I love pleasure, the pleasures of sin more than I love you. Be sincere with yourself and then ask God to change your heart. But don't deceive yourself that you can have that change of heart or softened heart without effort on your part. The effort must come. And what is that effort? Stop dwelling on earthly things and earthly attractions and start dwelling on the word of God. God. Start having Bible studies with people and have studies for yourself. Go around studying with, the, with others. Make friends of God's children and with those God's children, discuss heavenly things. Contemplate heavenly things. Cut off everything that brings your mind down to the earthly. Whether they are friends or whether they are your own ambitions, cut them off so that you can have your mind affected by the things you read concerning what Jesus has done for us and what he is preparing for us. Finally, the reading says, Let none deceive themselves with the belief that God will accept and bless them while they are trampling upon one of his requirements. The willful commission of a known sin silences the witnessing voice of the Spirit and separates the soul from God. Jesus cannot abide in the heart that disregards the divine law. God will Honor those only who honor him. End of quote. That is it. Effort must be made. If we are trampling on God's law, God is not going to accept us. We need to come to a place where we are honoring the law of God and not trampling upon the law of God. This is our only way we can be accepted by God. So, what is the remedy for the hardened heart? The heart that is not touched by the story of Jesus Christ's death on the cross and all he suffered even before he died and was I mean before he was crucified his agony in Gethsemane the 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 shame he passed through on our behalf all these things ought to touch us but if it isn't touching you this is the solution stop dwelling on earthly things but don't be discouraged also because you see that your heart is hard solution is stop dwelling on earthly things start contemplating more about the death of Jesus and all these things we have talked about, his life, the whole life of Jesus, starting from the manger down to his ascension to heaven. Start dwelling on these things 
it may take time. Don't think that it will happen instantly. Continue day by day, month after month, year by year, and your heart will be touched and you will see that your heart will no longer be hard, but it will be transformed and you would love Jesus even more. Pray to God to shed his love abroad in your heart that you may love him more and more. Let us pray. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you for your patience with us. We thank you for your long suffering. Truly, as we hear about the life of Christ on this earth, our hearts are so hardened that these things don't even move us. We just continue going about our sins unmoved. Lord, please help us. Help us, Lord, to make the earnest efforts necessary to dwell more on Christ. And as we dwell on Christ, may your Holy Spirit be there with us. May your holy angels be there with us. May they all walk to soften and subdue our hearts that we may appreciate the sacrifice of Jesus, the life of Jesus on this earth, what he did for us, that we may be subdued by it and that our love for you will be quickened and our confidence in you stronger and that we may be transformed into your image. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. This message was brought to you by the angel with a strong voice, a ministry dedicated to preparing people to stand true to God and be ready for His imminent return. For more information and free online resources, please visit www.tawas.org. That is www.tawasv.org or contact info at tawas.org.